Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Michelle Demko about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and her reception at the Attic. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned everything and how everything turned out. So welcome, Michelle. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Let's start at the very beginning and talk about how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to have a Disney wedding. I feel like it was a lot of my doing. Um, My cousin (laughs) actually got married back in 2006. She had a Disney wedding at the Wedding Pavilion and a reception at the Boardwalk. At that age, I mean, I was probably 15, so I was really impressionable. And someone who grew up loving Disney, I, I didn't know that that was an option. So I left there knowing that I hadn't even met my husband at the time, but I knew I was going to get married at Disney. We lived in New Jersey at the time, and we actually moved down to Florida back in 2012. For my husband's birthday, our first year here, we got annual passes to Disney. And every time we were on the monorail and we would pass the wedding pavilion, I said, Brian, this is where we're going to get married one day. And I said that for probably about six years until he proposed to me at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. But it took us about two years to kind of save up and get ready for it. But I think it was always kind of in that plan for the past, you know, what, 13, 14 years (laughs) that that's where we would be getting married. (laughs) That's awesome. Now, were your friends and family in on this plan? Or was it a big surprise when you announced where you were getting married? I don't know that they knew that we would be getting married there, but it definitely wasn't a surprise when they got the little fast pass, save the dates to our wedding. I think that they were definitely on board with the idea of a Disney wedding for us as big Disney lovers. That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we actually invited 12 and all 12 were able to attend. It was immediate family only. Got it. Did you set up a room block for them? We actually did not. It was something that we thought about doing, but a lot of our family wound up staying off property, especially with some of them owning pets. It worked out a little bit better for our family. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you guys choose your day of the week and time of day? So the way we chose our day of the week was kind of the thought of our family would be coming down from New Jersey and from Hawaii. And we thought about if they're coming, depending on when they're traveling during the week, we could have our wedding right in the middle of the week and then they could enjoy the weekend and return home. So we actually wound up doing a Thursday and it was noon or 2.30 that were available when we picked our date and noon meant lunch, which was cheaper for us. So that's what we went with. Got it. Okay. So I know you chose your ceremony venue because of the years of going by on the monorail. How did you choose your reception venue? 
We actually stumbled across the attic by doing some research online. I think the first place I saw photos were on your website, actually. We originally had a ballroom reserved at the boardwalk. And a ballroom, to me, required a little bit more of, you know, decor and planning. And my mom would have been the one setting that all up. When we got to see the attic, we fell in love with it for multiple reasons. I think it doesn't really need to be decorated. And there's a beautiful view. There's an outdoor space. And that meant my mom could be with us the whole time versus having to run to a ballroom and decorate. And it was within our budget. It was very reasonable. So it was hands down an easy decision for us. That's wonderful. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to your reception? So we actually had a cake and champagne ceremony, which had a violinist, and he was absolutely incredible. We didn't get to enjoy it as much because we were kind of out and about taking photos, but our guests still talk about that three weeks later. They're in love with him because he was able to request anything you want to hear he could play. And we included Mickey and Minnie as well, which was a huge hit with everybody because it was totally unexpected. (laughs) That's great. So then you had just the meal at the attic. Did you add a dessert party? We did. We, we had a dessert party at UK Lockside, and we had a ride mix-in on Soren, which was also an amazing surprise for our guests. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you can recommend? Oh, absolutely. We had picked a menu. We didn't realize that you could customize a menu. So we picked some preset menus. We did Drizella for lunch. And my favorite thing on that was the creamy herb mascarpone risotto. I could eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Highly recommend it. (laughs) And for our dessert party, we decided on the traveling mini menu, which was kind of what I call a taste of Epcot. The Canadian cheddar tatin was amazing. It had an onion marmalade. Um, So I know it's kind of odd for a dessert party, but I highly recommend it as well. It was very delicious. For cake, we went with one of the classics. We did a Dole Whip flavored top tier cake. And then for the bottom, we wound up doing something a little bit different. We had French toast cake with a maple white chocolate mousse filling. And it tasted just like French toast for breakfast. It was very good. I've actually been eating a little bit of it now that we've been at home. (laughs) Um, But I highly recommend it. It was an odd pairing, but it went together really well. That's a great tip. Can you tell my listeners more about your dessert party? Absolutely. So we went with UK Lockside. We originally had Parisian Point, but after kind of seeing that there were some trees that may overhang and kind of looking at our menu price, we thought it would be better to move to that area. It's beautiful and very close to the International Gateway, which worked out well coming from the boardwalk. With the dessert party, we had the traveling mini menu, which included an action station of the apple pie cronies a la mode. So it was cool to have some things that were kind of made to order for our guests, but also a little bit of a buffet that gave a taste of all the different countries. Since we were in Epcot, I thought that was kind of cute. But the guests absolutely loved everything. And to be able to see the fireworks and then go over to a ride after the park was closed was a really cool experience. So we did a ride mix-in on Soren and kept it a surprise for our guests. So we actually walked them over to that area after our dessert party, and we kind of led them on a chase. We didn't tell them where we were going and surprised them when we got to the gates of the ride. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Can you give me a timeline of how your day ran? So our day started at 7 a.m. where we had hair and makeup in our villa at the boardwalk. So I invited my mom, um, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law to join me. That rounded out about 10 a.m. and I was able to get ready, have some photos and video in my room and be to the lobby at 11.15 for our limo pickup. 
our ceremony was at 12 o'clock and ran about 20 minutes. After that, we were able to take some photos in the wedding pavilion. We had a Cinderella coach, and it was actually only available to pick us up, so we did things a little bit differently. We wanted to surprise our guests, so we planned to kind of keep them in the wedding pavilion until the coach was ready to pull up. So when the coach did come, we were able to do a pedal toss and take some more photos. Our limo was able to take our guests over to the Grand Terrace for cake and champagne. We took some more photos out at Picture Point, and then we met up with them. We were able to walk in with Mickey and Minnie around one o'clock. So it was a big surprise to our guests. And that ran until around two for cake and champagne. We had our toast there as well. After that, we headed over to the attic. We got there around 2.30 and spent until about 4.30. After that, we had a gap. So our guests were able to kind of relax in the meantime and do what they wanted to do while we took photos out on the boardwalk and had them meet us back at 7.25 so that we could walk to the International Gateway for our dessert party. Our dessert party ran between 8 and 9, where the fireworks ended around 9.15. We headed to Soren, where we took them on the ride mix-in. So I would say we were done around 10 p.m. Got it. Now, you were able to use Grand Terrace at the Grand Floridian for your cake and champagne reception. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because sometimes couples get a hard time when they try to request this location. Absolutely. So we were originally slated to be in a ballroom, but I knew I wanted to have something with a view. So a few of the things I had asked were, could we be maybe in Citricos? Could we be in Whitehall? Or is there a terrace that would be available? So I didn't really use the words Grand Terrace. I just kind of put out is there a terrace? And Citricos was under refurbishment at the time and Whitehall was unavailable. So we were able to use the Grand Terrace and it was a beautiful venue. I, I do definitely recommend it. And it gave a great look over all of Grand Floridian. Our guests absolutely loved it. And you didn't run into any little bibbity bobbity boutique customers because they that's the thing they always say, well, they do photos outside of that terrace. And so it can be an issue. Was that an issue? So there was actually a moment, I didn't realize that until you said it, but there was a moment where one of the employees from the Grand Floridian pulled me aside and she said that two princesses had been watching me from outside of the window and they must have just come from Bippity Boppity Boutiques. They were very cute. They had birthday princess sashes on. So I was actually able to wish them a happy birthday through the glass. Um, But that was really our only experience. It was actually magical. I really loved it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Now, you had an interesting situation with Cinderella's Glass Coach where you wanted to use it, but it wasn't available in time for your ceremony. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So this is actually something that I would do differently if I was planning my wedding right now. But the Cinderella's Coach was something I always wanted. I just didn't think I could afford it. So by the time I decided, you know what, I can't afford it, and I requested it, I was told it was unavailable. So they were going to put me on a waiting list originally. And what I asked was, is there any other way we could make it work? Is it something we could do maybe at the boardwalk? Or is there a way we could make it work during our our time? Um, And the agreement that we were able to come up with is that it would not take me to the wedding itself, the wedding ceremony, it would pick us up afterwards. So it was something I still had to pay full price for, but it was kind of a non-negotiable for me. So I I went ahead and did it anyway. Did you feel like it was worth it even having the reduced time with it? Absolutely. I think it was one of the most magical moments of our wedding to be able to walk out and really feel truly like a, a Disney princess. When it did take us around the Grand, it actually took us to the staircase where we walked in and went up to our cake and champagne ceremony. When we felt like royalty during that time, it was something that I, I don't think I could have done any other time in my life, and I would absolutely do it again. 
That's wonderful. So what were some of the most important aspects when you were planning your wedding where you focused your attention or your budget? I think the most important aspects to me were really the experiences that I couldn't have done anywhere else. The three big things were really the um, the Cinderella coach, Mickey and Minnie, and our dessert party with a ride mix-in, because those are things that are true experiences to Disney and that I thought of when I thought of a Disney wedding. So to me, they were expensive, but they were absolutely worth it. Got it. And then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So it's kind of looking back now, but it really would be the floral and kind of like the things like the custom runner and things that you don't really pay attention to. I thought it would be really important when I was planning. And I started out with, you know, I want all of these floral arrangements and I'm going to spend all this money on it. Um, And then I realized that it wasn't that important. And even looking back, if I had to do it again, I may not even include those elements because they weren't things that really stuck out to me looking back. That's interesting. Okay. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So I think I'd be torn between two, but my favorite memory would probably be the Cinderella coach. It was something that, you know, throughout the day, my husband was taking photos of me, which made me feel really special. But he told me, you know, you just looked so beautiful and like you were a princess. And when we were in the Cinderella coach, that's how it felt. So it just kind of felt like we were in our own Disney movie as a Disney princess and her prince that just got married. So that's definitely my favorite memory of our wedding day. That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So kind of, it was in a funny way. Um, One thing that I had thought of was having balloons for photos. So our balloons, we ordered two. We had one pink and one white. And I actually didn't even realize that they hadn't come until our planner, Lindsay, kind of ran out. We were at Picture Point behind the wedding pavilion, and she ran out, and she had four balloons. So I was like, oh, cool, they gave us extra because it was late. So we didn't take into account that we were going to be taking those balloons with us on our Cinderella coach ride. (laughs) Um, And they blew in the wind, and my husband fought them our entire ride in, in the Cinderella coach. And I remember we got back in, and we were waiting for the elevator to go up to the Grand Terrace, and Jaime, one of our photographers, looked at the balloons. He's like, are there tire tracks on your balloons? Because <laughs> we had battled them the whole way. <laughs> so I kind of laugh at it looking back. And then another thing was the sand ceremony, because you kind of picture it being, you know, this beautiful, intimate moment. And we had a really hard time getting sand in, and it was falling all over the table. So you could see in our wedding video, we're actually laughing because we're spilling sand everywhere. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to go back in and fill it up a little bit because it's kind of empty at the top, but they were funny moments that looking back, you know, I just laugh at, you know, it wasn't anything super serious. That's good to hear. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yeah, for sure. The thing I was the most concerned about was probably the gap in time. So our lunch at the attic ended at 4.30 and we didn't have to be to the International Gateway for our dessert party until 7.45. So a lot of our guests were asking, you know, what are we going to do during this time? Are we going to be with you? Can we go back? Do we have to change? Um, So I was a little bit stressed out leading up to that moment, but it actually wound up being a really nice time for everybody because they were able to go back to their room, relax. They could change into comfortable clothes for that time if they wanted to. Um, And then for us, it was a perfect amount of time to take photos and kind of enjoy just being us together. Um, So I know a lot of people are kind of weary about doing that, but it worked out really well for us in the end. That's wonderful. Now, you already mentioned one of the things you would have done differently. Is there anything else you would have done differently knowing what you know now? 
yeah, the only other thing I would probably do differently is create a list of photos that you're really wanting to do. Um, the day does go by really fast and you're just kind of going with the flow through the moment. So if there are certain photos that are non-negotiable for you or you really want, I would say even trust maybe your maid of honor or your mom, somebody close to you to hold on to that list and just remind you so that you can make sure that you capture those moments throughout the day. Got it. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? For sure. What I would say to any Disney couples or anyone getting married anywhere, honestly, is just to relax and soak in that day. Eat your food, enjoy it, because it does go by really fast. And another thing would be to splurge on what matters, especially photo and video. I almost didn't do videography for my wedding, and I'm so thankful that I had. Because now I could go back. I've probably watched our wedding video a hundred times, um, but I could go back and relive the moment because you don't really have a chance to do it again unless you want to plan a vow renewal, which I probably will. <laughs> um, but our photos and videos are, are what we have to be able to go back and relive our day. So I definitely recommend splurging on things like that. Got it. Well, Michelle, I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. It's been an honor, Carrie. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.